بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين على اله وصحبه اجمعين Dear brothers, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So we are continuing to discuss the case of Tawheed. And we said that a true Muslim will always start from the correct start. Start from the words of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala and from the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because if he starts from there, then he is going in the right track. He has the strongest evidences to depend on that he is saying what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him to say and he is saying what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him to say. He is not bringing an idea from his own mind then he is trying to find proofs for it. Actually, he is starting from the Quran itself, from the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam itself, then he speaks after that. That's the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, radiallahu anhu, and the other sahaba. That reminds me of the story of Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, rahimahullah, when he was beaten by one of the, the, the Abbasi Khalifa to force him to say that Quran is created, not descended. And Imam Ahmad, rahimahullah, said, was answering them, give me something to say. Give me something from Quran or Sunnah, I will say it. Yani bring me an ayah, bring me a hadith that Quran is created by Allah, not descended by Allah. They can't. So they keep on beating him, beating him until he lost consciousness. So actually a true Muslim should always start from where he's supposed to start from Quran and Sunnah. Now, when you come to discuss this tonight's chapter, Somebody will ask the question, say, yani you're talking about something that's not here anymore, slavery. We will tell him, okay, it's not here now, but it could happen in the future. Don't think that the life will still yani, continue like this. It was, at may, at, and maybe it will be, so we didn't know. However, it's enough for us that there is a hadith, clear hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in Al-Bukhari and Muslim and he is, وسلم, is giving us instructions to do and we are supposed to learn these instructions if we are in the position or the position to practice them we will do if we are not in the position to practice them we will wait tonight we will discuss actually the case of slavery in wide details because we need to do that actually but before that let's see our chapter in here first of all we will do as we usually do what is the relation between this chapter and the case of Tawheed? The relation actually that saying some words which may make the person think whether the one who is saying or the one who is hearing that there is some mixing with the names of Allah or, or attributes of Allah this is connecting with Tawheed. So we have to be careful. So Muhammad وسلم, told his Sahaba, told his Ummah to refrain from saying that this person is my slave or this uh, girl is my lady's slave. Because slave in here should be on slavery for, should be on for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But he gave us يعني, a replacement to say instead of that to say that that's my, my guy or my fata and so on as we will see inshallah in the hadith. The beginning of the hadith, he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned the case of Rabb. 
which translated somewhere or another with the word Lord in English. Yani he is now giving instructions to the slave himself not to say, or to the people also not to say, that the master of the slave will be called Rabb or Lord. The word Rabb actually could be used for other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but in some circumstances or with some conditions. Rabbul Ala means it's only for Allah. And Ar-Rabb with Al in Arabic you cannot use it for Allah wa ta'ala. But you can use it if you say Rabbul Bayt, the Lord of the house, the Lord of the land, the Lord of something, then it is possible to be used because this is allowed in Islam and it's mentioned also. Rabbul Bayt means the Lord of the house. Whether we say Rabbul Bayt, if you are the, 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 the husband or the father of the house, then you are Rabbul Bayt. You are responsible for it, you are the owner of, of it, then you are the Lord of it. So, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's telling us in this hadith, not to say that give or feed your Rabb, yani that's his yani, uh, master, or also the other side, that the man or the person should not say to his slave, that's my slave. That takes us really to the case of slavery. And this is a big case, we have really to give a good explanation for it tonight, because the enemies of Islam, and the enemies of Islam are Allah. Starting with the horses are the hypocrites. These are worse enemies of Islam, more than the pure covers, clear covers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his holy book, the Quran, in Surah Al-Baqarah as an example, he subhanahu wa ta'ala divided people into three types. Mu'mineen, Munafiqeen, Kafirin. Just in one, one, one page, he gives descriptions of Mu'mineen in four ayahs. He gave description of kafirin in two ayahs. But he gave description of hypocrites, munafiqin, in thirteen ayahs. And we know clearly that munafiqin are the worst enemy of Islam because they are among Muslims. And they are showing Islam, which makes them so dangerous, very dangerous, that they can hurt Islam and Muslims while people think they are Muslims and they are very hard workers and good mu'mins also. Because they show a lot of, or a big deal of ibadah to convince people that they are good people. Also the other clear kafir, the, the, the uh, kafirin, the enemy of Islam, is very clear. The Christian, the Jew, the atheist, the atheist, and also the politics. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us in his holy book that Jew and Christians will never be satisfied with us unless we leave our deen. وَلَن تَرْضَى عَنْكَ الْيَهُودُ وَلَن نَصَارَى حَتَّى تَتَّبِعَ مِلَّتَهُمْ So never try to satisfy a Christian or Jew. He will never be satisfied with you. Until the day you are, you leave, you leave your deen, na'udhu billah. And even in this case sometimes they don't. They are not satisfied still. You can see this very clear when you go to these areas where they implemented or accepted Christianity. 
they still treat the people who are accepting Christianity still the, 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 as low class or second class. Take a look at the United States of America. The country imported millions of black Africans and they treated them as worse than animals for centuries. And when they gave them their freedom, as they say, they treated them badly. Although they are, these black ones became Christians. Still they are making church only for the whites. And church for the blacks. They didn't allow them to come to their church. Subhanallah. Aren't they the same as, as them? Yani, if they are Protestants, these are Protestants also. Oh, if they are Catholics, they are, these black are Catholics also. If they are orthodox, they are also orthodox. Why is it one of the same church? No, 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 no. Still, the feeling of discrimination is in their blood. So it's not the case. Never think that these people will be satisfied with, with Muslims, with us Muslims, because Allah clearly told us in the book, وَلَنْ تَرْضَى See, see the word وَلَنْ in Arabic means never. They will be never satisfied with us. So they will be our enemies clear from now on. But worse than these covers are the hypocrites. Back to the case. Why are we talking about this tonight? Because we want to talk about the case of slavery. One of the ways to destroy the image of Islam in this world is to say that Islam is satisfied and happy with the case of slavery. And they, Islam wants to make people slaves. And they want to sell slaves and they bring ayat and the hadith that slavery to be, person to be sold and to be freed and so on. So slavery in Islam is some, one of the elements or major cases in Islam. And because lots of Muslims are ignorant and they don't have much knowledge about Islam, they are easily tricked with these words. Especially if it's coming from a hypocrite who is living among Muslims and showing that he is a Muslim. Of course, when it comes from hypocrites, he doesn't give it, give it clearly and say Islam is bad because of this and this. But actually, but actually, he is saying that Islam is fantastic and we are calling for Islam and this and this. But this is this case. Ah. So you can't really see how he is hurting Islam because he shows that he is a good Muslim. Where can we find these hypocrites? Everywhere. Here in Saudi Arabia? Yes, a lot of them. In fact, where Islam is strong, hypocrisy is more. Clearly you can see this one time Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In Mecca there were no hypocrites. Why? Why there were no hypocrites in Mecca? Why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in Mecca before Hijrah? Because they don't need to be hypocrites. They show their cover clearly, no problem. So hypocrites actually do not come unless there is a theory of Islam strong in there. So that's why you will find a lot of hypocrites in this country as an example. For showing Islam, showing good deeds, showing faith. They are talking about Islam in their newspapers, magazines, radios, so on. But they are putting the poison into the honey. They are giving you fatwas in these newspapers. But these fatwas, sometimes you can find that you feel that this is a hypocrite fatwa, not true fatwa. Because they are putting some poison into these fatwa. Why? Because they want to hurt Islam, but they can't do it clearly. 
A clear cavalry will hurt Islam clearly. All of us remember Salman Rushdie. All of us remember Sajida. Or Tasliman Asri. All of us remember lots of them like this. When they were in their country, they cannot say these things. Because they are afraid of Muslims. But when they are under the protection of Kafirin, then they start to show their kufr and hypocrisy. Could Salman Rushdie say that when he said bad things about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and about our mother Aisha in his country, among his people? No way. He will die the same day. Because Muslims in India were so strong to stop him. But when he got the protection of Kafirin, he started to show his dirty ideas. And so on. You will find a lot of these people like this. When they are out of their people, far away from their countries, they will show their hatred of Islam and hatred of Muslims. And when they come among their people, la la la, we are Muslims. They pray with Jama'ah. They pray with Jama'ah. They show that they are Muslims. Because they are afraid that they may lose their lives. In this case, let's come back to the case of slavery. Again, we are, we are supposed to look at the statistics because it's very important to us. When we read what the Kafirin and Hebukas say about slavery, you will be amazed. Saying that Islam really pushed for slavery. Islam allowed slavery. Islam loved slavery. But if you read the book of Allah wa ta'ala, if you read the Sunnah of Muhammad وسلم, you will find that they give a lot of outlet for freeing the slaves. And before that, let's ask, let's ask ourselves a question. Was the slavery actually made by Islam? Or was it there before Islam? That's the case. When Muhammad sallallahu sent by Allah to his people, to his slaves, to call them for Islam, was that society free of slavery? Of course not. It was full of slavery. In fact, it was treating the slaves so bad. Whether in the Arab areas, or in the uh, Persian area, or on the Romans area, and so on. Slave is a slave and he is worse than animals. Even in the United States, one century ago, as we said before. But when Muhammad came, when he received this deal from Allah, this deal is not just imagination. This deal is talking about reality. And this deal is saying that, okay, the, the society is having a lot of slaves, they just solve it. They solve this problem. It's a big problem. How is the human being who become a slave for another? So Islam gave a lot of outlets, a lot of solutions to make slavery go away. But gradually. So lots of mistakes or sins in Islam made by Muslims, the punishment for it is to free a slave. فَتَحْرِيرُ رَقَبَةً Now, but you will never find in Quran and Sunnah to make a, a person as a slave. So if you are spending money and not keeping money, are you going to have some money later on? No more. So we are freeing the slaves every time we have a sin or this or that. More slaves are freeing and no more slaves to come. Ah. Then these hypocrites and these cavalry will answer us and say, wait, 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 wait. You are not telling the truth. Why? Because Islam and jihad will make slaves. Yes, true. But find jihad now. Where is jihad now? In fact, we are 
receiving jihad against us by the kafirin. And we are becoming slaves in Guantanamo and the other places. We are not making slaves actually. We are becoming slaves. We are slaves by these kafirin through the money. Not through rebels, although there are some of them, but by the capital money. They are forcing us from everywhere. They are making Muslim slaves all around this world. Easily you can see this in Guantanamo, as you can see, maybe you have seen this a lot in the internet and some other places. So Islam, if we have jihad and we make people slaves, let's come to the second point in here. How Muslims treat slaves? How Muhammad treated his slaves? One of his slaves was Zayd ibn Haritha. He was a slave of his wife, Khadija radiallahu anha, our mother, and she gave it to him. First thing he did to Rasulullah, he frees. He frees him. Second thing, he accepted him as a son, before it was not allowed in Islam. So he used to call him not Zayd ibn Haritha in the beginning of Islam, he used to call him Zayd ibn Muhammad. Zayd, son of Muhammad. But later on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him in the holy book clearly that it's not allowed for Muslims to call their slaves and after them or so on. مَا كَانَ مُحَمَّدٌ أَبَا أَحَدٍ مِنْ رِجَالِكُمْ وَلَكِنْ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ وَخَاتَمَ النَّبِيِّينَ So no more of Zayd ibn Muhammad, he became Zayd ibn Haritha, he used to be. But how did he treat him? In fact, he forced one of his close relatives, ladies, to marry him. Our mother Zainab went to Jahsh. He forced her to marry Zayd ibn Haritha. He was a slave. And in Arab time, that time, a slave, even if he is a slave, still a slave. And he is very low. But still, in Islam, there is no, no case of call, calling low. Even a slave, even he's still a slave, not freed, he is completely a human being, and his deeds may be sometimes better than the other people's deeds. So the equality here is no problem. Even if they are still slaves, still they are treated fantastically. Muhammad sallallahu gave us a lot of hadith, clear hadith to say how to treat our slaves, if we have slaves. Not to give them more and heavy things to carry alone, not to give them lots of work to do, not of this, not of this. Right. Nobody jumps on me and says, oh, wait, wait, now you are treating these housemates worse than slaves. Oh, mistakes are mistakes, whether by Saudis or others, we are not talking about that. Don't put on Islam what people, what Muslims do. All we say, you have to, we have to distinguish and segregate between Islam and Muslims. Why? Because Muslims make mistakes and Islam does not. Islam clearly does not make mistakes. Muslims do, yes. All of us do. So if someone is treating his housemaid, which was not slave, was their slave, that is their own mistake, not Islam mistake. So they cannot carry this against Islam. They can carry this to these people, but not to Islam. Again to say, so Islam told us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his holy book, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his clear hadith, is telling us how to treat our slaves if we have slaves. Like our brothers. They are your brothers. In so many hadiths, he's telling us they are your brothers. I bought him with money, and he's my slave, and he's my brother at the same time. Subhanallah, how is that? Now, compare this case to what happened in the other areas with the Kafirin. And I always come back to the United States because this is one of the countries who are really saying that Muslims are doing this and this and this. Look at them. Study their history. They, they admitted by their masters. They cannot really say they didn't do it. In their history, how did they treat the Africans? They, they went, or by Arabians even, they went to Africa, they got the people, 
by gun, put them in the ship, take them to the United States, keep them as slaves where they were not slaves. And they were not slaves in their country. They were free people. They were free men in their countries in Africa. But by gun, they forced them to become slaves and they sold them in the United States and they treated them worse than animals. They killed them easily. Like they kill anything. Sometimes they don't kill their cow, they kill the black guy, it's easier. And they make them have children so their children will become also slaves. Compare this, compare this to the way of Islam's use, treating these things. It's very important to think of this because don't let the Kabrin trick you by saying Islam is making slavery and so on, so on, so And we are in the 21st century and the Western countries have freed the slaves. Big lawyers! They did not free the slaves. But they made it somewhere or another. Go and read. Read what's going on now in the United States or in Europe, how they treat the slaves. Or oh, they treat the black ones, or treat so, even the, the colored ones. Discrimination. Prejudice. I have seen my own, my own, own, my own eyes in that state. Nobody tells me that. So, if this mass media is playing around the world, we are not going to accept this. We are clear, alhamdulillah, we have a clear deal. Came from the one who created us all. And who knows the best, the best for us. How to treat these slaves? If we have slaves, he told us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We do have slaves, alhamdulillah, that's finished. If we have slaves, we have a way to make them free also. And we are rewarded for making them free. Alhamdulillah. Why I really discussed this case tonight, actually? Because I, I felt really that we Muslims are really... Yani, feeling that we are scared of the others. We are not proud of Islam. When you see a Muslim who talks about Islam, if he talks about, if he talks about Islam, he talks like, you know, yani, trying to defend Islam. To defend Islam from Trump. No, no, Islam, there's no, no, Islam does not this. Yeah, Habibi, don't defend Islam. Islam does not need us to defend it. Islam needs us to be proud of it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that Kuntum khayra ummah You are a best nation But with conditions Kuntum khayra ummatin Ukhrijat linnaz Why? Ta'amaruna bil ma'roof Wa tanhawna anil munkar Wa tu'minuna billah We were not going to be the best nation Until we have all of these three clearly on us Amr bil ma'roof Amr ma'roof means if you see Someone is not doing good things, tell him to go do it. Jazakallah, I do this. Somebody is not making salah, tell him to do salah. Somebody is not reciting Quran, tell him, this is Quran. And give him evidences for that. Push him to do that. Call, make da'wah to the Kabir. Make da'wah to the bad Muslims. You see bad things happening, don't keep silent because you are afraid of human beings. Or you are afraid because your, your salary may be affected. Or you are going to be fired from your work. Don't be afraid. Allah told you to make inkar munkar, do it. If someone is doing bad things in front of you, tell him, Jazakallah, I didn't do it. This is wrong. Let him get angry, who cares? If he is getting angry, but Allah is satisfied with me, I don't care about the others. Huh? Why, why do we have to be afraid of the others if Allah is with us? And he told us this, so we are the best nation, not because we are this color or this language or this area, no. 
كنتم خيرة أمة أخرجت الناس because we are carrying this deed the best deed but we cannot really we cannot really convince the others that this is the best deal unless we understand it and learn it we have to learn this deal first of all we have to learn it what is this deal? what is it talking about? why we say Islam is the best deal? just what? give us the evidence if someone is talking to you, if you're talking to a Hindu or a Christian or a Jew or somebody else and you say Islam is the best say give us evidence we don't want to talk just words emotions Give us evidence. Ah, evidence cannot be brought unless you have enough knowledge of Islam so you can convince the others. So we need first of all. First step we have to do is to get closer to this book of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala Al-Quran. Read it. Understand it. Study it. Memorize as much as we can of it. We come closer to the Sunnah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Read it. Understand it. Practice it in our life. Then we will feel that we are proud of this deed. We are weak now. 1.5 billion Muslims. And they are so weak. So weak that they cannot defend themselves. Their countries are occupied by the Kafirin easily. And nobody can say anything. Afghanistan was occupied. Iraq was occupied. Before that, Shishan was occupied. Before that, Kashmir was occupied. Philippines was occupied. And so on. And Muslims, poor guys. They are peaceful Muslims. Peaceful people. They don't do anything. All we have to do is just find something to eat. La ilaha illallah. The carriers of this deen became this way? Was Muhammad like this? Was the Sahaba like this? No. Muhammad and his Sahaba changed the service of the world. Within 92 years from Mecca until they reached Spain with La ilaha illallah. Adan was in Spain after 92 years only of Hijrah of Muhammad in 92 years, Adan was also there in Afghanistan and behind Afghanistan. In Turkey and Sudan and the other places. How? Because they were proud of this deed. Where are the greatest of Sahaba? In Medina only? No. Majority of Sahaba died outside of Medina. Why? They don't like Medina? They don't like Mecca? Uh -huh, they do. But they do. They love this deed more and more. And so they lived all of their families and money and everything. And they went to, to fight for this deed. To spread this deed. This chapter actually is talking about slavery and how to deal and talk to slaves. Because the author, when he made this, he made it in the time where slavery was available. But we don't say we didn't need it. We say we should take benefit of it and see how are we supposed to talk about this deal when we talk about it. How to, how to talk, how to be proud of this deal when we talk to the Kafirin. Didn't you notice that some of these Kafirin, when they accept Islam, they became better than us? Yes. Some of these Kafirin, when they accept Islam and understand Islam, they become better than Muslims. Why? Because they take it with full knowledge. A priest in Hong Kong spends 20 years to study Islam. 20 years. When he reverted to Islam, he became one of the best da'iyah in that area. Yusuf Istis, Abdurrahman Green, so on, so many people. They are white, they are Westerners, they are this. But when they understand Islam and know Islam, they know that this is the deal what everybody is supposed to accept and follow. While our Muslims in our area, in our land, they are running away from Islam.
Why? Of course that's natural, because life is not for satisfaction. Life actually is a war between a human being and shaitan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his holy book, إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ فَاتَّقِذُوهُ عَدُوًّا And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about shaitan, although we were not attending that case, but he told us what shaitan said to his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَبِعِزَّتِكَ لَأَغْوِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ his word to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he will guide us all to the wrong way to go with him to Jahannam and who is the smart guy will obey his enemy and follow his, the, the advice of his enemy that's the case so actually I want, what I want to say actually that when you look to this chapter when you study this chapter when you read this hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam remember that we in this deen have a, an answer for every question in fact, we have a fantastic way to live. This deen did not leave anything, including how to eat, how to sleep, how to go to the bathroom. I told you a story about the Jew who wanted to make fun. He wanted to make fun of Islam, so he came to Salman al-Farisi, Salman al-Farisi, he's Persian, he's not Saudi, he's not Arabian, he's not anything, he's from Persia. But he came from Allah and he became one of the best of the Sahaba. So this Jew came to Salman al-Farisi and said, Your deed told you everything, including how to go to the bathroom? He said, Yes. This deed told us everything. Muhammad Hassan told us everything. Even how to go to the bathroom. Because this deed is complete. Just because we didn't know, doesn't mean that Islam is not good, no good in this case. It's our, we are no good in this case. But Islam is good. So always remember this point. Islam is something, and Muslims are something else. Especially nowadays. Islam no, makes no mistakes. Islam is fantastic. The best. Muslims are not. Because they are not practicing Islam. The only Muslims who are practicing Islam correctly are the best. Those who are practicing Islam are the best. Who is the best of them? Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then Abu Bakr wa Umar wa Uthman wa Ali and the other Sahaba radiallahu anhu wa These are the people who practice Islam correctly. So if we want to practice Islam, not only have it as, as, as theorists, we move it to practical life by looking to the real life seerah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The life story of these Sahaba, how did they live this deal? Then we will follow them and do as they did. Sometimes when you read a hadith, don't just think, think of what is in the hadith about this case. No, take this hadith as a big case that directly to do something. This hadith is talking to you how to deal with the slave. I don't have a slave, I don't want this hadith. Da, 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 da. Wrong understanding. And somebody will come and read the Sahih Bukhari and say, Allah Muhammad said that, don't say this to your slave, don't say this. We don't have slaves, then we didn't need this hadith. Aha, wrong. Because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Allah gave him the best way to speak. وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيُ يُوحَى when you read this hadith, you understand how Islam is giving everybody his right. Take a, another example. Self is one example. Woman is another example. Ah, this is a huge case. If you discuss it, woman is in Islam, oh, you will have a big headache. Why? Because these enemies of Islam are really running after this so strong. Here in this country especially. How they are trying to destroy Islam through women. Take women outside of the house. Make her work, 
then she will be with men, then yalla, complete the case. You know the rest of the story. So, what's needed from us, what we are supposed to do, what we are required to do is to understand how Islam is talking about these cases. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa said about this case. Why he is telling us subhanahu wa ta'ala and talking to the woman, وَقَرْنَ فِي بُرُوتِكُنْ Stay at your home. Not only stay, وَقَرْنَ هِلْ قَرْنَ يعني a person is making قرار, يعني staying, he's no, not moving. So a woman should be at the house. At the house. Unless she had to. When Fatima bint Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and radiyallahu anha was asked, what is the best for a woman? She said, not to see men, and men not, does not see her. I do not see her. And they, when they asked her, when a woman is leaving her house, she said, in two cases, when she goes to her husband's house, and when she goes to her, her grave. Allah, Allah, Allah. If you say this now to this woman, you are in big trouble. What are you talking about? You are underestimating the woman. You are, Isha, take it easy, take it easy, take it easy. This is not my word. That's the word of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But they don't say this to Muhammad. Ah, they don't want to say this to the word of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or the word of Allah because they cannot reject them. But they can reject my word or reject the word of ulama. No problem. Easy. They can play around. That, that's why they do not يعني, jump into Islam because they know Muslims do not accept. But they will jump to the ulama because the ulama is easy to say that they make mistakes. So what's needed from us as true Muslims is to study how Islam deals with the case of slaves, how Islam deals with the case of women. How, then when we have this, we will be proud of our deen, which is taking care of everybody. The man, the woman, the slaves, everything, even the animals. How does Islam deal with, with animals? Is there anything about, about the animals of Islam? Yes, of course. Muhammad told us how to deal with, even how to kill the animals. How to be merciful with the animals. Yeah. Subhanallah he said, don't use a, 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 a weak knife. Make it strong so he will, you will kill him quickly. Subhanallah. So this thing is complete, Yaqi. Why, why, why are we talking about this case now? Clear deen, fantastic deen, Yaqi. We are not fantastic. Because we are not studying this thing. Like, like a person who is very poor, very hungry, and he's begging others. Why the money is in his house, but he doesn't know. Exactly. A man, very poor, very hungry, very sick, but he doesn't know that his father left him a lot of money, a lot of gold underneath the house. We are almost the same. We have the best deal that if we really practice it correctly, we will come back again and rule the whole world. And we'll bring the world from their, from their unhappy life to the Islam happy life. This world needs Islam. But we are the people going to be responsible in front of Allah. Allah will ask us why we kept ourselves staying at home, doing nothing. Not calling people to Islam. I just remind you of the story of some of the sheikhs who went to the United States for da'wah. And while were they sitting in one masjid, a black man, American black man came into the masjid and said, Assalamu alaikum ma'ashar al-zalimin. So the, the people, the, the, the halaqa or the message say, Yashadash. Say, Assalamu alaykum ma'ashar al-mu'mineen. Say, no. Assalamu alaykum ma'ashar al-zalimeen. So they knew there is something in there. So I asked, what's, what's the problem? Why do you say this? 
You say, because you are Zalimi. You have this deen. And you say in your country, you did not come to our country to call it for Islam. So my father and my, da- my mother died in Kuf. And you went to Jahannam. And you guys are sitting in your country, eating and sleeping. Did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell us to be Muslims, pray and go home and sleep? Find me an ayah saying this. Find me a hadith of Muhammad saying that you can just become a Muslim, uh, grow your beard and pray and go home. No. No. كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَةٍ لِلنَّاسِ تَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفَةِ تَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ You are required to move after you learn the deen. You are required to move and call for this deen after you learn it and practice it. And I remind you of Surah Al-Asr also again to say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after he swore by Al-Asr he told us subhanahu wa ta'ala that every human being, every mankind is a loser. وَالْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ All human beings are losers. That's it. There are exceptions. إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر. Four conditions. Whoever has them, he is not going to be a loser. What are they? الذين آمنوا أن إيمان does not come without knowledge. عملوا الصالحات that the practice of this knowledge of Islam. Then. تَوَاصَوْا بِالْحَقِّ Ah, go and call people. Don't keep this happiness before you only. Don't be greedy. Go and call people for this deal. Show these bad people, these poor people who are having an unhappy life because they are kafirs or bad Muslims. Show them the right track of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And if you do these three, definitely you have a problem. Because Allah will test you. أَلِفْ لَامِّيمَ حَسِبَ النَّاسُ أَنْ يُتْرَكُوا أَنْ يَقُولُوا آمَنَّا وَهُمْ لَا يُفْتَنُونَ وَلَقَدْ فَتَدْنَا الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ So fitna has death. When you receive fitna, you have to be patient. You have to have patience. As Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did. Whenever you didn't understand anything in this book of Allah tabarakah ta'ala or the state of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, go and read the right story of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It will give you full explanation because he is the best person who practices this deed. Go and read his life. You see how he dealt with Kafirin, how he dealt with Mushrikeen, how he dealt with his wife, how he dealt with his Sahaba, and so on. How he dealt with his Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. How did he? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How he loved Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala, as our mother Aisha told us in the hadith, that he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, talk to us, speak to us, joke with us, until he hears the gun. Then, he changed like he doesn't know us. Subhanallah al-Azim. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he hears that all, he forgets everybody, except Allah ta'ala. Khalas. He goes for salah. He now wants to be with Allah ta'ala. He's always with Allah ta'ala, but in salah especially differs. Salah differs totally. When we reach some kind of a level, close to this level, then we are in the right track. Then we will be happy. Then we will die happy. We will be happy to die because we are only moving from a bad life to Judgment Day to Jannah, inshaAllah. Sahaba were happy to die. So many stories, so many evidences of Sahaba running for this, for this deed. Remember that one who was killed here in Saudi, in, in, in Najd, here in the area. He was killed by Musaylam al-Kazdam and his people. And when they hit him with the sword in his chest, blood came out. He took the blood and he put it in his face. Fuzzed to Rabbul Kaaba. I won. I won. What, 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 what kind of one is this? What kind of woman is this? You are killed. Yes. 
he killed as true Muslim. He is killed as shaheed. Allahu Akbar. So they were happy to die like they are happy to live for this deed. When can we reach this level? When? Ask yourself this question again and again. Then you will see how, how our life really is not going as we are supposed to do. I hope this is good enough, inshallah, for discussion tonight. And the second chapter which is announced, I'm sorry I cannot talk about tonight because I think this is enough. Next week, inshallah, we'll talk about If you have any questions about this topic or any other topics, I'll be happy to hear from you. Jazakumullah khair for listening. Alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullah go ahead. Uh, again, the question? Does the what? Does the Christian? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's see. Take it from the beginning now. Christianity actually, in the time of Isa alayhi salam, is the true deen. And those people who died with the true Christianity are Muslims. In the deen and Allah is Every every messenger of Allah wa ta'ala is a Muslim. When you talk about Islam as submission, not Islam of the deen of Muhammad, no. Islam is submission. So those who were in time for Isa alayhi salam, they were in the right track. Now, if you wanted to ask also about the case, can we bring the case of Islam is not the same as Muslims also like Christians not like the Christians true but Christianity now is not actually a deen it is already changed everywhere they themselves admit that it's enough for us to say in Christianity there are four major Bibles and there are more than 300 Bibles but they are hidden and each one of them they say Isa said but if you come to the book, the Bible, you will see, according to Matthew. Accor- Why according to? Well, this book of Allah, there is no according to. It is the words of Allah. So, Ahmad Idad, Shaykh Ahmad Idad, rahimahullah, he really, yani, uh, debated in a fantastic way, asking these people, do you say that this book you have is the words of the God, of the Lord? None of them said yes, because they cannot say it. Because if you ask them the same question now, if you say this is the words of Allah, or the Lord, which one is it? Matthew or Marcus or this or that? They can't answer. So in this, in this case now, Christianity, the practice and the Christianity itself both are wrong. Yani the Christianity and the Christians are wrong. But Islam, we say differently. Islam is the best. Because it's the deen that Allah has a guarantee that it will not be changed. So Allah has it for this deen it will not be changed at all. Yes, sir. Six pillows, yes. Yeah. No, be careful. Be careful, yes. Uh-huh. 
No, you, your part of the, the first part of the question is incorrect. Because Muhammad said, وَالشَّرُّ لَيْسَ إِلَيْكَ Sharr is not in the, the qadr of Allah wa ta'ala. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want the bad thing. He allows it, yes. But he doesn't want it. Then you have to go, okay, I can't really give you explain because we'll stay in the Fajr. But if you want clear explanation of Al-Qadr, it's already in the internet available. We have a person here who explains it clearly. But let me just give you a small and easy answer for this to say that the will of Allah is two. One he loves, one it must happen. Okay? One he loves is to be able to become Muslims, to be good, and no bad thing will happen. One he must have to happen is whatever else, including the bad thing. How Abu Jahl became a kafir? Yani he, he did it by himself without Allah allowance? Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forced Abu Jahl to be a kafir? And Abu Jahl forced Allah to be a kafir? <laughs> because I'm, I'm, okay. well, I'm trying just to reach the point. Okay? Actually Abu Jahl wanted kufr so Allah allowed him. But Allah did not make Abu Jahl kafir. No. So we have to differentiate. But just to make it easy for you, I want you to go on and hear this. Yeah, because, because you started in the wrong uh, point. You need to start from the correct point, which is mentioned already in the dirt, before. Four steps of Qadr, if you understand them, then you have no trouble in Qadr. And that's what I say all of my dirt and Jaliyat Rabbah. Just start with these four steps of Qadr, then if you understand them, then you have no trouble in Qadr. Everything is clear. Now, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about everybody. Anyone who is having a problem in Qadr, go and read the, about this or uh, hear about this case of four steps of Qadr. When you get them, then no trouble at all. Nobody will, and subhanAllah, I have this, I am teaching this for some years now, in level two, in Rabba Jaliyat. If you hear the dars, in Rabba Jaliyat, about Qadr, or hear it in here, which is the Wazan Dismasted also, it will be so clear to you. So easy and so simple. Four steps, understand them, then no trouble, inshallah. Every question about Qadr will be answered for you. Against that? Depends on the case now. If he says that the good and bad, everything is from Allah. Everything is from Allah. But does Allah love them? He loves the good and he doesn't love the bad. Now, he allows the people to do the bad. He allows them. He is not forcing them. He is not he doesn't want them to do it. But they want to do it without Because he gave us the freedom. He gave us, وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا يَشَاءَ اللَّهِ There is Mashiach of Allah and Mashiach of a human being. Otherwise, how is he going to, do, to punish the bad ones if they have no will? So, study the case of will, which is the third step of Qadr. Again, to say, four steps of Qadr, knowledge, crea- uh, writing, will, creation. Four words. Go and read them, hear them, what they Four. Creation. Allah creates the actions of human beings. They cannot do this without creation. Exactly. Yes, sir.
نلاقي سعد بالشيخ امتياز والقفي دي لينك The difference between slavery and housemaid or drivers or porters and so on is a big, big difference. Because slavery is working without money. He is doing this just because this is his master. He bought him and so he, whatever he is doing, including if he go and work for some other, the money he, his master will take. It. For housemaid or for the porters or for drivers, no, he is working for salary. And he has the right to say, I do what to work, salam. That's it. It's not, yani, there's a big difference between slavery and this case. Okay, maybe you are mentioning that okay, some people are treating them like slaves. Okay, yes, I told you this before. There are some people, not only Saudi Arabia, so many places, including in India, even in the United States. When they have some protests, they see them like slaves. They are really pushing them around. Maybe if they have to, to face the, the laws, they are around somewhere or another. So you will find people are treating yani, very bad, treating the others worse than slaves. Without the name of slaves. Here in Saudi Arabia or somewhere else. So, in this case now, Islam does not allow this. Yani if, if someone is having a housemaid, and he is requesting her to work from 7 in the morning until 7 in the morning this day, that's impossible. And not allowed in Islam. She should have her time, she should have this and this. If, they, if this also telling her to do bad things also, not allowed in Islam. If he is calling her bad names, not allowed in Islam. Because she is is a, mis a Muslim lady, and she should be treated as a Muslim lady. Okay, same thing for the driver. He is supposed to be treated as a Muslim. Brother. But the case, like in the company, you, ha you have the general manager of the company, you have a T-boy. Is this a slavery? T-boy is a T-boy, because this is job, and he doesn't, and that's his qualification, and that's what he's applying for, and his, his job is to bring tea for the staff. That's it. Is this slavery? No. Same thing for, it's working for someone, for salary, or for amount. One day you say, my salary is not enough, ma'asalam. You may say, no, I will sell you for somebody else. Okay, they do this, by the way, you are right. They may play around with the case of visa. You cannot go unless you pay me this. This is not allowed in Islam. It's not allowed in Islam to sell the visa. Clear and all. That's it. But what can you do with these some people? They are playing around with the visa. Is that Malachi for listening with you, inshallah, next week?